This is Inner Healing Paths podcast. Here we discuss the healing of the mind, body, soul, and spirit through a variety of different paths. We have emotional and spiritually minded conversations centering on ancestral healing, psychology, astrology, yoga, meditation, magic, and indigenous spiritual practices of the world. I am your host, Rosa Shetty, and I am so happy you are here. Welcome. Welcome to this episode. So this is going to be a solo episode. I'm going to be talking to you about ancestral connection. And I'm also going to be guiding you through a short meditation to help you connect with your ancestors if you've never done that before. Before we do that, I do want to give a brief disclaimer that this episode does not treat or diagnose any physical or mental health condition. This episode does not substitute for health care or mental health services of any kind. So this is a time of year where a lot of people connect with their ancestors. And when I say a lot of people, I'm referring to cultures all over the world. So, so at least here in the United States, uh, we know a lot about or we hear a lot about in the more, more recent years. We hear about Dia de los Muertos and we have a theoretical idea of what this is about. Uh, but little do we know that this is actually practiced all over the world around the same time. So in Mexico, it is November 1st and November 2nd. Other countries have different days, but it's more or less... Uh, a few weeks apart. Uh, I know that there's parts of India that celebrate their ancestors uh, around this time of year. There's parts of Asia and there's other Latin American countries that also uh, honor the memory of their ancestors around this time of year. And I just think this is so beautiful that so many of us all over the world have at some deep, deep cellular level, we have this collective memory of our ancestors, of those that have come before us. And one of the interesting things about ancestral connection is that this was, or this is part of so many indigenous healing practices and by indigenous I mean the early civilizations and nations across all over the world and unfortunately with colonization a lot of these healing ancestral practices were lost Uh, they were not allowed to be practiced and with colonization of course came very specific religious practices imposed on those that were colonized. But one of the things that we're learning is that over the years, um, these practices have been reclaimed, especially by the younger generations. And these practices are being remembered. And I want to emphasize in that word, remembered. When I think of this word, I think think or the visual that comes to mind is uh, sewing or 
mending a part of a bigger whole. So in this case, I see it as a remembering, as a suturing or connecting parts of our ancestral ways back into our collective memory, specifically of those of those that come from colonized countries or colonized regions of the world. So when I connect with my ancestors, when I practice this, I'm actually reclaiming what was once taken from my ancestors, their healing practices, their healing medicine, not just for the mind, but also for the heart, for the soul, for the body. So connecting with our ancestors is actually a radical act of standing up to colonization, standing up to what continues to take place in our day-to-day, the injustices that we see, and you know not just here in the States, but all over the world, and the systems of oppression that are built to maintain those practices and the the unfairness and inequity that we see day to day. So it is a very, very much layered uh, spiritual practice, at least for me in, in a very personal way. I also do it to honor the memory of my abuelitas and my grandmothers. They went through so much, so much pain, so much trauma, and they survived it all. They transferred that resilience onto me. And the fact that I'm here is a testament to their their willingness to survive no matter what, to assure and protect their children. And through that fierce protection of their children, they were assuring the survival of their generations. So I connect with them because I want to honor their strength. I want to honor their resiliency. And I want to honor that I am here because of them. Just looking at my hair, my eye colors, my skin colors. They live or they continue to live through me. The expression of them is still being manifested through me and through my future generations. So when I see my daughter, I also see them. And my daughter is also now an embodiment of her ancestors, of my ancestors. So for me, this is what it's all about. And in the 10 years that I've been practicing this, it It has become uh, not just a healing practice, but also a spiritual practice to be able to every day, just with my thoughts, connect with them. And that's one of the things that I want to emphasize is that our ancestors, they are just a thought away. And by simply thinking of our lineage, we're thinking of them. By simply thinking of our ancestry and wondering who were these people before us, we're thinking about them. 
when you look at old pictures of your grandparents and great-grandparents or even great-great-great-grandparents, if you're lucky to have those, you are connecting with them. So, you know, I like to think of ancestral connection like the law of gravity. So whether or not you believe in the law of gravity, the law of gravity just is. It will continue to take effect in our world no matter if we believe in it or not, right? That's how I see connecting with our ancestors. Whether we connect in an intentional way or whether we just like to look at their pictures or we like to think about where our parents and grandparents were born and where they were raised or if we just like to visit those places. We're connecting with them. So when we bring the intentionality behind connecting, it is, of course, so much more powerful. And it is such a wonderful tool to help you heal. I don't know if you've heard of the concept of, I believe it is a Native American principle. When you heal in this generation or when you heal in, in your lifetime, the healing that, that you receive goes back to, seven, to the seventh generation before you and also goes forward to your seventh generation. The way I like to see that is that when we make a decision and we set the clear intention to heal, we're healing from the toxic generational patterns that have been passed on. We're healing from the consequences of trauma that our ancestors passed on to our grandparents and perhaps to our parents and then there you are the one that can actually break that cycle and can actually start a, a new generation that does not have to carry on this legacy of trauma that was started who knows how many hundreds of years before you and when we think about healing the generations before us, when we heal our ancestors, this happens in the spirit realm. And when we are able to send healing back to them, they in turn become more of a powerful um, ally in our everyday life. So at that point, we are then even more protected and have more allies helping us in our day to day so when you think back about seven generations do you have any idea how many people we're talking about i'll let you take a guess so seventh generation if we think about both sides of the family it actually is 64 ancestors on one side for a total of 126 ancestors so this is how far back our healing can go. So this is why it's so, so important that once you become aware of a specific pattern, a specific trauma that keeps repeating itself across your family line, that you, with that awareness that has been gifted to you, that you do something about it, that you take charge of your healing, that you empower yourself with the idea that you do have a choice. You can do something about what has happened to you. And at this point, I'm referring specifically to emotional traumas, emotional woundings, and all those toxic patterns that are passed on from one generation to the next. I believe that when we 
are able to learn about these patterns when we have the awareness of such things and how they keep coming up that we also have a responsibility to do something to heal and to better ourselves now when we say, when I say do something, um, that comes with a lot of responsibility. Because if you think back to the idea of healing seven generations before, seven generations after, we're actually taking responsibility for 14 generations, right? So just with the choices that we make in our life to start healing from these patterns or whatever has happened to you. When we make that decision, we actually have the power to heal a total of 14, if not more, generations. So for me, that is just such a powerful concept to hold. And so when I think of healing, one of the motivations for me is, of course, my my child. You know, everything I do since I knew I, she was coming to this world has been with the intention to heal, to heal our lineage for her. And it's been one of the most wonderful journeys. And I do believe that in the last uh, two years since she's been in my life, uh, I've my healing has exponentially increased. I think for the first um, for the first several years since I gained this awareness, and again, this is what's uh, key, right? We need to first be aware that we need to heal. Um, otherwise, we just keep repeating patterns over and over on autopilot. So since I first became aware that there were things that I need to work on, that there were things that I need to heal from that were passed on to me or that were actually as a result of specific choices that my parents made, once I became aware of this, I, I started on a journey, but it's taken me, it's been, I've been on this journey for, I would say about 15 years. And I have seen so much growth just in the last two years. And, and honestly, it's because of, of having a child just completely changes you. And it almost like it just, it propels you or shakes you up, I, I should say, to this awareness that you are now responsible for this life and you need to wake up because if you continue on autopilot, you're going to unconsciously pass on what has been passed on to you. And I definitely don't want that. I want to end cycles of toxicity, cycles of abuse, cycles of violence. And that is something that that I've set the intention for. Now, does that mean that we're going to be perfect? Does that mean that life won't happen the way life does? No, but there are certain things that I can do something about. So when I engage in ancestral healing practices, that is also another added layer to my journey and my spiritual connection with my ancestors. So now you might be wondering, okay, so how do you connect? How do I set that intention? How do I connect with my ancestors? And connecting with, with our ancestors is actually one of the, I would say one of the easiest, uh, most natural healing modality or healing tool that we have available to us at any time at any place but it requires a conscious decision to connect and once you decide that really you know and I don't try I'm not trying to simplify it I'm not trying to just make it 
overly simplistic for the sake of this podcast episode, but it really is just thinking about the ancestral realm. If you have ancestors that you remember by name, so for example, your grandparents, uh, or if your parents have also um, passed away, you can start with them. You can start with those that you remember. And really, that's that's how I got started. You know, I started connecting with the memory of my maternal grandmother, my abuelita Rosa. And that that's that was the doorway for me. That's what felt safe. Um, just thinking about her, um, looking at her picture just filled me up with so much warmth and so much tenderness because that's what she embodied. That's who she was. And and so in connecting with her picture or her memory, the memories that I had of her, I immediately felt those emotions. You can also add a particular prayer or a mantra. Um, you don't have to. You know, this is completely optional. You can just hold the memory of them in your mind without really saying anything. Uh, I know I like to start with a mantra and I have a particular statement that I like to use and I will share that with you in just a minute. But you really don't have to, and that's what I want to emphasize. You don't have to have anything in particular or say anything in particular to connect. And I also want to share that my intention for sharing this information in this episode is that I want to normalize the practice of ancestral connection. And I want to encourage all of you to connect with your roots, connect with your wisdom, your ancestral wisdom that comes from your lineage of, of thousands and thousands of ancestors. And also, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this is a radical action that we take. This is a, a way to stand up to the unfairness and to the oppression and to the inequities and everything that our ancestors had to go through. And through this process, we can reclaim their medicine. We can reclaim what was taken from our, our ancestors. So this is what I normally do on a day-to-day -day practice. It doesn't take me more than a minute. Uh, and again, there are times when I actually sit and I have a 15-minute meditation where I intentionally connect with my ancestors. But on most days, it literally takes me a minute. And it starts off by me going into my office if it's during my work day. And I have a little altar there and I have flowers and I have a few sacred objects that have meaning to me and uh, when I walk in the first thing I do is I look at my altar I look at my flowers I try to bring in new flowers every day or at least every few days and I take a few deep breaths while looking at my sacred objects my flowers sometimes if I have a little bit more time I pull some oracle cards but most of the time, like I said, it's just me taking a few deep breaths. And then I say a statement like this. This is an offering of love and gratitude to my abuelitas, to my ancestors, everyone in my lineage that is loving, that is well. I invite you in this moment, 
You are welcome in this moment. Please step forward. And I take a deep breath. And I sit in silence for 15, 20 seconds. I don't usually keep track. But in total, it is about two, three minutes. And that's it. That's what I do. That's how I connect. And like I said, if I have more time, I may even journal about it, especially on the weekends. I like to journal after I connect with my ancestors. And when I have um, even more, more time, um, I do um, more thorough meditation. And one thing that I forgot to mention is that I always have a candle lit. I always have some incense burning. Um, that's just what I do. That's what I enjoy. I enjoy the, the, the smell of incense and I like looking at a candle while I'm working. So that's what works for me. So you have to find what works for you. And you can use the words that I just shared with you or you can do what works for you. The key again is intentional connection and is about practice. It's about a daily connection. And now I want to share with you a meditation that I learned from the book My Grandmother's Hands by Resma Menachem. And I just love this meditation so much because it is such a gentle and easy way to tap in, especially if this is something that you're not too familiar with. It makes it so easy to to go within, to meditate, to visualize your ancestors, to hold them in your mind's eye. And of course, a word of caution, do not attempt to do this while you're driving or doing anything um, that could be potentially dangerous for you to close your eyes. So I'm going to invite you to find a quiet, comfortable place where you will be alone for about 10 minutes. And take a seat or lay down. And take a few deep breaths. You're just noticing your breath. There is nothing that you need to do differently. You're just observing your breath. You are about to invite the presence of your well and loving ancestors or ancestor. You don't know who this will be. You also don't know how they will appear. They may come as an image or a memory, a sensation in your body, or an emotion, or a flow of energy. All you know is that this person lived at least three generations before you and died before you were born. They might be a great grandparent or an ancestor from a distant past. You don't get to choose this person they will choose you. So continue sitting quietly, following your breathing, and invite this unknown ancestor that is well and loving. Welcome and invite them into your presence. Don't plan to converse or interact with this ancestor. 
Don't try to figure out anything about their identity or who they are. Just observe and just notice how your body responds. And just take it all in. Just notice. If your ancestor doesn't appear quickly, that's fine. Just continue sitting and breathing and give them a few minutes to make an appearance and just observe and notice. If they appear as an image, notice what they look like. Notice what they're wearing. Do you get a sense of a male or female energy? Do you get a sense of their age? What are they wearing? What expression is on their face? Just observe, just notice. Does your ancestor seem safe and settled? Happy, fearful, or in distress? Are they moving? Just notice what they're doing. Are they alone or with a companion? Just notice. Whether your ancestor appears in an image or in some other form, how does your body respond? Just notice. Does your body feel comforted and welcome? Does your body feel loved and relaxed or afraid? Does it want to move toward or away from your ancestor? Does your body want to touch or hold your ancestor? Or do they want to push away? Just observe. Stay here for a few seconds longer. And take a couple more deep breaths in. And just notice if at any time your ancestor's presence feels threatening, gently but firmly send them away and take a few slow, deep breaths to return to yourself, to the here and now. So at this moment, take another deliberate breath in. And exhale. We're going to get ready to say goodbye to your ancestor. And when you are ready, say thank you to your ancestor for visiting me. And just notice any insights, any messages, anything that comes up as you say goodbye and thank you. Take a few more deep breaths and very gently you may open your eyes, look around you, slowly look around your room, look at your surroundings and notice how you're feeling in this moment. Once you feel comfortable, check in with yourself 
and notice what came up. You can write it down. You can reflect on it. You can text a friend or someone that you trust. But take a moment to just take in what you experienced during your meditation. So that is it for this episode. I hope that you found it helpful. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from listening to this, um, feel free to send it, feel free to share it. And if you feel called to, please leave us a review. Uh, you can also subscribe. And that way you'll automatically receive a notification every time I have a new episode. So wishing you all continued inspiration, healing, and abundance. Take good care of yourselves, and I will talk to you next time.